welcome to Wow, what is up with you guys? Wow. We are uh we are here for episode seventy two of uh, Throwdown Thursday. I am uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd, uh, and I'm not evil, I'm just good looking. And I am here of course with uh Wow That's so fucked up. So I am here of course with the uh uh, Harvey, do you need an eye exam? No. <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror recently? That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I love you, but but still, like, have you... Why? Do I look evil? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm looking evil. Sorry, Patsy, that was not nice. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you're all a bunch of jerks. So that was, uh... Ironborn Agent Nicole being a jerk. She is the jester of jerkiness this week. Um, and she, Yeah, she is Ironborn and she is uh, she's she's just the worst. Uh, <laughs> and Fuck this. I'm leaving. Bye. You guys, I'm going home. <laughs> like, I'm taking this microphone and leaving. But Wolfie would tackle you because it's Wolfie's microphone. Um I'm also joined by uh, Ashes Von Nightmare, the uh, mistress of Merlot. She's here too. Say hi. Hi. See, she did it. She. I told you she was a real person. Uh, we are also, of course, I joined. was paid to be here. That's true. Did you get paid extra for the belch? I, <laughs> I feel like I should have gotten my money up front, though. <laughs> Listen, still learning. Still learning. Two-party out-of-state bad check is, not, is a valid form of payment. Uh, we are also, of course, joined by uh, Johnny Wolfenstein. He's a man of wealth and taste. Uh, I wish I was a man of wealth. <laughs> <laughs> I do have taste buds, though. Yeah. Hey, Wolfie. You know, you know, you can you can measure a man's wealth and then the company that he keeps, and uh, you can see how exactly how indigent Wolfie is every Wednesday <laughs> live. On trickortreatradio.com. Yes, it's uh, it's it's basically as if someone let all the inmates out of an asylum and I have to go clean them up every single Wednesday night. It's like it's uh, like uh, it's like Gotham. It's like Arkham Asylum. It's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, <laughs> and, mo- and monsters and monsters zeros. Emphasis on embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, there are worse things in the world. Yeah, you could have to do a show with me every week. This is true. Yes. No well, I, I sort of do. That's true. Yeah, you've, yeah, you you've been on I'm more of these. I'm here for all of them. You've so. been on more of these shows than I have. Which <laughs> Definitely more than me. Well, stop going to jail all the time. And then you won't have to not be here. Space jail, Nicole. So, what are we doing this week? We're talking about somebody... Uh, some guy. Who are we talking about? Are you seriously asking me this right now? Well, I'm I'm like trying to set you up so you can talk about it. I know who we're talking about. I'm oh, trying to like. Well, I'm sorry. I I you don't pay me enough to pick up on your little like you inflections have and innuendos and stuff. Listen, you've lived with me for eight and a half years. God, you should don't know at remind this me. Kermit the Frog is spread eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it is. The frog is very limber. (laughs) For those of you guys who are. It ain't easy being reamed. (laughs) 
I'll take no. a picture. <laughs> okay, and Agent Nicole's going to take a picture. No, you're take and a we will be sure <laughs> to post it in the Throwdown Thursday Facebook group. What? So definitely, uh, if you were on Facebook and you were not a part of the Throwdown Thursday podcast Facebook group, definitely... Um, Hit us up. We are a lot of fun. But yeah, so there is a Kermit the Frog in studio, amongst other things in studio. Um, and right now he's doing very inappropriate things. I, I feel like he usually does inappropriate things or is made to do inappropriate things. But right now he's he's very inappropriate. So that picture will go up on the Throwdown Thursday Go ahead, Facebook see group. what you can fit in there. Oh, okay. Um, I can take it. <laughs> Oh my! Do you want a little frog in your throat? No. <laughs> Who are we so talking today, about today? <laughs> today, um, because we believe in keeping Halloween alive. Three sixty-five. We are trying to stretch out Halloween as long as we possibly can, and we are talking about Sam from the movie Trick or Treat. Uh, but before we do that, we are going to talk about. Halloween and our October and our Ashtober and Ashtober festivities. Uh, what did you guys do for Halloween? Did you guys dress up? You know, did you do anything really cool and Halloweeny uh, during October? Do you have any like Halloween rituals or whatnot? I I uh, I always dress for the occasion. Um, I try to be I try to be uh, Halloweenish. All year long, but uh, you know, sometimes we have things like you know weddings. But oh, sometimes I I try to add a little bit of flair. I always have like some sort of skull or something. A piece of flair. Yeah, a piece of flair. I like to I like to accessorize. Of flair. Um, but yeah, we uh, we went to go see uh, that uh, movie about uh, power tools, um, pneumatic hammer. No, oh, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, Puzzle pieces. Oh, right. Jigsaw. I was going to say dovetail joint next, but I knew that wasn't it. Uh, yeah, we went to go see the final uh, Jigsaw film, and it was, uh, I don't know. I'll, uh, well, it's only been out for a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything so... for anybody. You know, we did go to see it. If you have seen it and would like to talk about it, we are... More than willing to engage you, uh, either on Facebook or via Messenger or whatever. But it's only been out for a couple of weeks, so we don't want to spoil it for anybody. So, um, yeah, we saw Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, we did. We and Seesaw. Um, seesaw. Oh, we Seesaw. Um, what else did we do? Do we do anything else? We did. Uh, we went to work. Um, <laughs> we went, we went to work. <laughs> it's always scary. Yeah, that was that's yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I feel like uh, your your Halloween slash October in our house is Ashtober and Ashtober festivities <laughs> were pretty on par with with mine because yeah, we did know, we did a lot of the we, same stuff. We lived together, and um, our life partners and do stuff together. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And actually, Agent Nicole, like the three of us, along with some of our other friends, did a lot of really cool stuff together as well. Mm -hmm. um, we went and we saw Beetlejuice and the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the drive-ins. And they actually had a shadow cast. Um, 
below the big screen uh, for Rocky Horror, and that was pretty cool. And we were uh, situ- our car was situated at a really good spot where we could see the shadow cast and the movie, and the weather was beautiful. Um, we got shit bags. Uh, for those of you who don't know what those are, those are the prop bags given out at Rocky Horror uh, Shadow Casts full of fun little like tchotchkes and different things to help you participate in the Shadow Cast and enhance your overall experience. If you, I, I believe I've, I believe I've spoken about uh, Rocky Horror Shadow Casts uh, before um, on this program and if you haven't experienced one for yourself, do yourself a favor and go. Just go. Uh, I can talk about it like all day, um, but it wouldn't do it justice. Agent like Nicole's you, got some stories. Yeah, Agent Nicole actually went to a full fledged shadow cast where they even threw toast and rice. Yeah, I meant <laughs> like. She has some stories. Well, yeah, she, we she also has about yeah, these stories. The screaming so barfing, the screaming barfings, the screaming barfies with Crazy Rachel. With Crazy Rachel, um, not to be confused with Murder Me Rachel. But we started out our Halloween season by going to the Boston premiere of American Satan, which I believe we spoke about briefly on the show as well. Um, so that was a really cool way to kick it off by meeting some, you know, rock stars and hanging out. And uh, um, we went to uh, Patsy and I went down to the Roger Williams Zoo uh, for the Jack-O-Lantern spectacular. spectacular, which I like to do every year. And we did that on my birthday. Ash Tolbafest. Um, and that's always a good time. That's really fun. I love pumpkins. I can't really verbalize it. Like, I love pumpkin so much. When I see one, I want to hug it. Like, Patrick kind of has to restrain me during the months of, like, end of September, October, November, when pumpkins are abundant in, like, grocery stores and everywhere else. Like, I will just find myself wandering over to where the pumpkins are and being like, pumpkins! And Patrick's like, no, grocery shopping! You can't hug the pumpkins. People are gonna think you're crazy. You're gonna get committed. Like, Not that they'll think that. They'll know it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but um, they're just so freaking cute, guys little pumpkins and they're like little chubbies and they're just like little stems and they're this so is my life orange <laughs> and so cute and sometimes they're green maybe that's why she likes them because they remind me remind her of me with, and then sometimes with little stems but you're not lumpy <laughs> but they're not lumpy but they can be some of them are like little bumps are they musky bumps. too i mean they could be musky it depends on you know how recently they've been like the moldy and like you know, scri- yeah. You remember you were there when oh we found God. Groot's dick in our in our fridge. Oh God, that's traumatizing. It was my birthday and everyone else was hammered, and so I was like trying to clean up and stuff. I was not hammered. No, you weren't. You were with uh, Rachel and Anthony. Rachel's friend Anthony. Well, her name is Tony, but I called her Anthony because I, I like to be proper. Um. We were putting stuff away, and I was trying to, like, make room in the fridge, and we pulled out a gourd, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It looks like Groot's dick, and Rachel, like, almost died laughing at it. Like, 
I just thought it was really funny myself. Plus, it was like four in the morning and everybody was drunk and I was doing kung fu with, uh, with Chris. Do you know what is a really fun word to say? Gourd. <laughs> Gourd. Okay. I told her I would let her carve one, but she would have to name it uh, Gordy Howe. Gourd. <laughs> Gourd. So what are we uh, talking about? So today? anyways, so anyways, um, we had a really fun October. Um, uh, yeah, like Patsy said, on Halloween we went we went to see Jigsaw. We like to try to go see movies on Halloween, uh, usually of the horror persuasion, because the movie theaters aren't like they're empty. Like there really aren't a lot of people who go to see like movies on Halloween, probably because they're too busy taking their kids trick or treating or whatever. Um, so we did that. Well, we obviously, you know, we already spoke about our rock and shock spectacular and all of the cool happenings that happened around that. Um, God, I feel like we were so freaking busy. We were. October, we had two weddings. One was in fucking New Jersey, so that was a fun drive. Who gets married in New Jersey? People who live in New Jersey. Oh, my God. P.S. New Jersey smells like dirty feet. Like, we entered New Jersey, and I was like, it smells like feet. And I'm like, I don't think it's mine. I'm like, Patrick, did you take your shoes off? I said, <laughs> no, like, that's no, just a Jersey that's turnpike. Jersey. Um, There's a lot of landfills, a lot of smokestacks. Like, I didn't have the opportunity, or at least I didn't take advantage of the opportunity to dress up as much. And I wish I had. I, I did the whole Lady Gaga thing, and that was really cool. I had a couple of other things in the works that, unfortunately, um, they just didn't uh, they didn't pan out. So hopefully, I can I can make those happen. I'm trying at some uh, point. I I am going to try. Because we, we, we always try to dress up, but we always end up uh, coming up with grander uh, designs than what we actually end up doing. Um, I am I am planning uh, a couple of costumes for next year, and I'm going to tell people now because they're going to forget and no one will steal my ideas. Uh, I am going to get a blonde wig, a uh, heavy metal t-shirt. You know, from like, you know, an 80s band like Winger or somebody or Slayer or somebody like that. Queen. Uh, ripped jeans and a flannel shirt. And add that all in with my uh, Darth Vader helmet, the voice changing thing. And I'm going to be Garth Vader. Or I'm going to get almost the same uh, outfit, but without the ripped jeans, just like regular jeans and a cowboy hat. And I could be Darth Brooks. <laughs> Yeah. Agent Nicole is like pretending like she thinks it's stupid, but she's going to go steal my idea now. <laughs> so, Look at me. I'm Darth Brooks. No. No, I didn't think so. Agent Nicole, what about you? Um, For Halloween, I gave kids candy and then ate the rest of the candy that we had because there's not a lot of trick-or-treaters on our... You should trade people. Like, I'll give you this box of raisins for your three musketeers. It's got nougat. <laughs> i do love nougat um yeah october has been great um i dressed up a few times i was waldo and i was georgie from it for rock and shock um would you dress up as it for work Tell um, anybody what you dressed up a as pissed for work. off <laughs> lab tech i don't know i dressed up as someone who cared <sighs> that's what i do every day dress up is like that 
Um, I went to we like like um Patrick and Ash said we went to see Beetlejuice and Rocky Horror in a Drive Drive-in, and I actually got to see Rocky Horror again with my best friend and her aunt who um kind of taught me the lingo for Rocky Horror, and it was at Tcan or um the theater. The Theater of Arts in Natick. It's a really cute little theater. Um, kind of like the Luna Theater in Lowell, but the Luna Theater is a little bit cuter. Um, but it was really fun. They gave you a prop list, and I accidentally hit an old man with toast. Oh, sure. A- accidentally. Quote, accidentally. Quote, quote, Yes. You toast, old man. <laughs> yep. And it was fun. It was... That was a lot of fun. And... Um, I got to watch a few movies, and yeah, and then I went to bed. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Stranger Things? We, yeah, (laughs) we actually took the day off from work to stay home and binge watch the entire second, like, season of Stranger Things. I, so, on the 27th of Friday, uh, my best friend... Is was uh, head coach of one of our uh, one of the towns in Massachusetts, and she was going against our hometown. So I went back to school, which was really weird after like ten years of not being in high school. I would like went in and I was like, "Oh my god, this is weird." But in the parking lot, I was watching Stranger Things before I went in the game. And then priorities, right? And then I went to McDonald's, wait for my friend, and watch more Stranger Things. Went to her house, watched La La Land, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta go home. I gotta go to bed." Then I proceeded to watch more of Stranger Things, and I finished it the next day. Nice. We watched all of it in one shot. We did got some well, good wine, for you. had some food, and just just binged the entire what nine episodes it was. Yes, nine yeah. episodes. Yeah, I mean we did take breaks to kind of like stand up and stretch out, and you know kind of like se- seventh inning stretch it. You know, yeah. um, seventh episode stretch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we aren't going to spoil anything for you kids because it just came out. So we will. <sighs> Hold our opinions oh to God, a I love later Hopper. date. Especially because Wolfie um, hasn't seen it. We don't want to All I'm going to say is that if you're like me and you loved Dustin uh, in the miss- first season, you're going to fucking love him so much more in season two. <gasps> um, yeah. <laughs> um, he's great. And they did an excellent job with the character development. Yes. And it was nice to see um, the kid who plays Will. It was nice to see his character Noah some more. Snops. Um, and the kid can act. Yeah, like he, he can he can act his ass off. The so whole cast was phenomenal. Um, yeah, and, I you love know, there's Hopper. Some, I, I love think Hopper. you really get to see. Uh, I'll hop his bones. I really love get Hopper. to see. Have you seen? I think there's like a like a Twitter page now or something. It's called like Dancing Hopper. Yeah, I just posted yeah. it on my Facebook. You did? <laughs> I saw that today, and I was like, ah, oh, I gotta tell Agent Nicole about this. Yeah, it's just like a like him dancing to different, different like tunes. different music. Yeah, and the one stuff. I posted yeah. was about him dancing to In Sync. It's gotta be me, and I just died because <laughs> I am a huge In Sync fan. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> 
If you have not had the opportunity to check out season two of Stranger Things, definitely do it because it is totally worth your time. Uh, I I loved it. And I kind of I, I really enjoyed the fact that we took the day off to to watch it. Um, but at the same time, I'm very sad that we watched it all. And now we have to wait another year for I'm assuming a year for the third season to come out. Um, I think they're about to film it in the next few weeks. So, so yeah. So, October. So, what did you guys do out there? Let us know on the Facebook page. Like, what did you do? How your was your tweets. October? What did you do for Halloween? <gasps> did you dress up as something? Definitely shoot us a picture on the Facebook page. Let us know what you did. Did you get Most any fun candy? Most original costume will win a prize. I will. I will send out a prize for the Ooh. top. Top. Uh, in, it has to be in my opinion. I will give you. Uh, I will give you something. Something fun and cool. Okay. Uh, so post your pictures, and if uh, you had a really awesome or like really, uh, really like you know, like outside the box thinking. Uh, costume i will i will send you a prize i will let you know apparently yeah so apparently next week who won well i'll announce it on the best darn diddly uh we, i you know what i'll even tie it in with that uh it will be whoever has the most cromulent halloween costume huh? there we go cromulent you know it's uh embiggins i've never heard that word before i moved to springfield i don't know why it's a perfectly cromulent word is it a MacGuffin? No, it's not a MacGuffin. A comeuppin? It's not a comeuffin. It's not a <laughs> porg or a puffin. Oh my god, porgs! Um, I yeah, we need to stop because I can just go. We'll do. On we'll have to do porgs about once porgs. we get to once we um, see Star Wars. Yeah, my sister saw the trailer for the Star Wars, and she's like, "What's this little like owl hamster looking thing?" I know. She's like, it's a porg. Pogs or pierogies <laughs> or pollywogs. Yeah, I saw that. That was and great. So, so of course, I had to start sending her porg memes. Porg memes are like the reason I exist right now. They're they're very clever and fantastic. Um, but anyway, so we will have uh, a costume contest um, on the Facebook page. We will post the rules stipulations. Just post your pictures and try to impress me with what your... your details. What we'll post your- details on the Facebook page. No, and let us know. S- just post a picture. Just, okay, and, just post a picture. And then I will... Just uh, post a picture. And I will send you uh, a prize. So on that note, I think it is time that we would take a little break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the uh, titular, well, not titular character, but the main guy, the main little dude from Trick or Treat uh, from 2007, Sam. Yes. So we will see you on the other side. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> a super shoot. 
shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Deuce bad eggs. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. Hello. This is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. Hi everybody! I hope you still have your uh, your little jack o' lanterns lit and all your decorations are still up. I mean, no matter how badly you want to watch that video, uh, you got to make sure that everything is still out. All the decorations can come down tomorrow. Just relax; everything's okay. So we're talking about uh, the uh, stabbiest little sack person. Um, <laughs> This side of this side of uh, uh, Little Big Planet, uh, we're talking about Sam. Sam is a little dude. Uh, he wears feety pajamas and a burlap sack on his face. Carries around a pillowcase, and uh, you better make sure that uh, you know that that you're uh, you're observing the Halloween traditions because, well, Santa might uh, might put you on the naughty list. If uh, if you're not obeying all the rules, Sam will cut you like a fish. He's a, uh, like I said, he's the stabbiest little uh, trick or treater we ever seen. And he's so freaking cute. Um, so before we get, we get into our character <coughs> synopsis, um, Trick or Treat is a movie that has become a Halloween staple in my household. I believe a lot of other people can concur. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's so much fun. I love it. I will sometimes watch it at the beginning of the Halloween season just to kind of get me in that mood. I mean, granted, I'm always in the mood for Halloween. Um, but it's just, it's just something that really just kind of gives that like nice, just fall Halloween, just spirit um but this was agent nicole's first time viewing this movie and yes it was i want to get your overall opinions on the movie what did you think um i like that you guys prepared me for it which is really cute you guys are like you know it's it might not be up your alley it has a little bit of gore and um 
but you'll love Sam. Like a bunch of people have told me that I would love Sam, and I do love Sam. Like he's the cutest little thing. Like I would, like if I had a kid, I would dress him up as Sam. I know. Even with the lollipop, (laughs) that's for next year for you. Oh, I might. I could be Sam. We don't know yet. You uh, you do have similar height. (laughs) If you go as Sam. I will go as Anna Paquin as the werewolf Little Red oh Riding God. Hood. I'm going to die in that. I was already I will be a Leslie Bibb robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a really cute movie. Like I, I feel like I would, I would have to put that on my lineup of movies to watch for the holiday season. It's, it's so good. I really enjoyed it. The stories are very well developed and they do a really good job of intertwining the stories mm-hmm. as well. So everything is related in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not too gory. However, there's just enough gore to satisfy like anyone like me who has like a, a certain bloodlust. Um there was one particular scene that I didn't really enjoy. Is it the barfing was... scene? The screaming barfy? No, it wasn't the stream. That's the part that I, I like. Can we stop having <laughs> movies showing people throw up? Because, like, I don't. I, I laughed at that one. Yeah, it, that, yeah was... that was just so over the top. Like, it was funny. I still, you know, I don't like to vomit. And the last few times I have, it's because um, I've been in extreme pain. And I just, I don't like watching it on I think... TV. The one scene that I was really uncomfortable with is where they become werewolves. A bunch of the girls become werewolves and they're like removing the skin. And they like it just that would just irked me. Like, I just don't like that. Um, I think that it's one of the coolest werewolf transformations. I would say, yeah, movies. I've I've seen, yeah. I mean, I can understand how you could think that it's just, I mean, because they're legit like ripping their skin off and just throwing their flesh. Yeah. Um, so I can I can see how that could make you like uneasy. Um, but coming from, you know, seeing a bunch of werewolf movies with different werewolf transformations. Yeah. That was so cool. Like that was definitely one of the cooler um, depictions of that. So getting into the actual character. Sam, or Samhain, is the brainchild of film director and writer Michael Doherty, appearing first in Doherty's 1996 short film Season's Greetings, which is animated, and then in the horror film 2007's Trick or Treat. Um, Doherty's original idea for the film was for it to be an anthology of stories that had no direct connections, um, tales that he envisioned would be directed by different horror filmmakers. Development executives weren't so keen on the idea, which prompted Doherty to repackage the concept, deciding to connect all of the individual stories into one seamless narrative. After years of working on the story, he also decided that he didn't want anybody else to bring his vision to life, uh, feeling that his passion for the project made him the perfect person to direct the film. And he is correct. Uh, I think that his he did an excellent job bringing his vision to life. Uh, Doherty created Sam when he was at New York University taking animation classes, originally creating him as an alter ego for himself. Another reason behind uh, behind Sam's creation was to give Halloween an iconic figure, 
other seasonal holidays having such iconic figures like Christmas has Santa, Easter has the Easter Bunny. Um, he later used Sam as the main character um, in Trick or Treat. Sam's pumpkin-like head was originally sketched by Doherty in 2002, and he showed it to the film's concept artist to adapt into the film. Child actor Quinn Lord was chosen to play Sam. Uh, Doherty explained he wanted an actual child to play the character to make the performance look realistic, which I think is why so many of us think he's so freaking cute is because an actual child is in that is in the suit. So the fact that Sam has childlike mannerisms and characteristics is because he's legit being played by a child. However, a stunt woman was used during one of the fight scenes. Um, and if you've seen the movie, you know which one I'm talking about. The one um, involving Brian Cox's character. It was very difficult finding someone who could crawl on the ceiling, though. Yeah, yeah. They had to get Spider-Man's kid. <laughs> um, so Sam's name originates from the origins of Halloween itself. Sam's full name, uh, Samhain, is pronounced as it is spelled, opposed to the Celtic uh, holidays pronouncing pronunciation, excuse me, uh, Samhain. Uh, he is depicted as a child dressed in a Halloween costume, which consists of an orange set of pajamas and a mask made of a burlap sack with buttons for eyes. Sam drags a dirty sack around with him throughout the film, but its contents are unknown. Presumably candy, although the blood stains on the sack and the cat screeching when he drags it down the stairs would strongly suggest otherwise. Despite his childlike appearance, it is established that Sam is more demonic than he appears, hiding a pumpkin-shaped head resembling a skull. Doherty describes Sam's head as a cross between an embryo and a pumpkin. Quinn Lord, the little dude who actually played the little dude, described his character as being a demon who was born in a pumpkin patch. So in spite of his childlike appearance, Sam is apparently hundreds, if not thousands of years old and known by many cultures around the world in one way or another. In the graphic novel Trick or Treat Days of the Dead, one of the stories concerns a 19th century pioneer girl named Sarah who befriends an Indian tribe living on land that her Raman father wants to develop. The tribal chief's daughter gives Sarah a handmade doll of Sam, who the tribe at one point refers to as the Great Autumn Spirit, that she says will protect her from harm. This leads Sarah to ask if he is a good spirit, and the chief's daughter responds, I would not say that, but the, but the shaman told me he is very old and very powerful appearing as a seemingly innocent masked trick-or-treater, Sam is revealed to be a demonic pumpkin-like creature who acts as the enforcer for the rules and traditions of Halloween and is willing to do anything to make sure these rules are honored. A fan's viewpoint might be that Sam is the embodiment of Halloween in a more modern sense. Sam acts very much like a child being mischievous and appearing to love chocolate. 
In a deleted scene of the film, uh, Sam is shown flipping the bird to Charlie. Uh, Sam is the personified being of Halloween itself and as well as the enforcer of its traditions and rules. He visits a different town every year on Halloween and appears in trick-or-treat to enforce the rules of the holiday and punish those who ignore them and defy them. As an enforcer of these rules and rituals, Sam takes it upon himself to punish those who break tradition in the most brutal and mischievous way possible. Interestingly enough, Sam's killings seem to demonstrate a cruel sense of irony. Um, he has some known abilities, which are immortality, regeneration, wall climbing, which Patsy uh, mentioned, necromancy, um, teleportation, telekinesis, fear manipulation, super strength, uh, supernatural aura. Shapeshifting, possession, magical knowledge, and uh, clairvoyance. And Sam's rules for Halloween are always give candy to trick-or-treaters, always wear a costume, don't extinguish the flame on a jack-o'-lantern before midnight, and respect the dead. Um, When we first are introduced to Sam, he is just a bystander. And you think that he is just a normal trick-or-treater. Mm-hmm. Um, like and, a little kid. Yeah, exactly. And then slowly, as the story unfolds, you realize that he is slightly more than that. See, I don't get his list of powers because I don't recall him raising the dead. Um, unless he brought those children back to life from the story. I he does he do that? Can I, I get a Sam lollipop? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Does he do that, or is that just <laughs> as like long as you promise not to weaponize the... it in this room right now? We don't want to make a mess. See, I didn't. I, okay, I didn't think that that was like something that he specifically did. I thought that was just part of things. I mean, he was there when it happened, but see, I I think that him being the spirit of Halloween, um, the trick that these kids, these horrible, yeah, but why would it have taken him so long shit. for them to do that? Um. I think that he resurrected those dead kids uh, because what the alive kids were doing to poor Rhonda. Yeah, but that was, was something that cruel. had been going on for a long time. But Sam was in this town, so this is his first. Yeah, that's fair. You know, um, like actual interaction, like Maybe he seeing... just goes from town to town. He doesn't visit all the towns in one night like well, Santa. That's he visits one town a year. He visits one town a year and he goes trick-or-treating and he just observes the town. And if you are not following the rules of Halloween, you pay the price. I don't think he does every town. I think it's big towns that like have because they're they're having like that huge like parade celebration thing. I think that's the type of thing that draws them. Like you wouldn't find him in like, you know, like this crazy rural town where it's like everybody's house is five miles away from each other. But, you know, there are five main stories that take place, and Sam has a hand in each story. You know, um, like the one we were just talking about with the kids, he... Okay, I believe that he resurrected the dead. I believe he brought back the zombie children to 
take care of the nasty children who were terrorizing Rhonda, the poor little girl dressed up like a, a, a witch, a cute little witch. And she loved Halloween. Her house, um, when we first meet Rhonda, her house is just covered in jack-o'-lanterns. Clearly, she is a fan of the holiday. And uh, when she, um, when the other kids get their just desserts um, from the zombie children, uh, Rhonda is seen passing by Sam uh, pulling a wagon. Rhonda's pulling the wagon with a lit jack-o'-lantern. Uh, because she knows that you have to keep your jack-o'-lantern lit. And Sam looks at her and sees that she's fo- she is following the rules. Yeah. And uh, and that's another thing, too. Like, the kids were um, putting out the, the jack-o'-lanterns. They were, like, extinguishing the pumpkins. Yeah. And so, uh, obviously, like, that would piss Sam off because that's against the rules. And... Yes. When I was making my, my uh, uh, comparison earlier of Sam being like Santa, like I didn't realize like what you had said about him being like the official mascot of Halloween. Like, you know, there's the Easter bunny and the the Hanukkah zombie and you've got um, Santa and I don't know. A leprechaun for Cupid leprechauns. Yep. Um, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Yep. He loves me and I love you. Uncle Sam for tax day. (laughs) Yeah. Therefore, vicariously, I don't know. But yeah. um, Sam appears, uh, like I said, there are five main stories and Sam appears in all of the stories. So we just touched based on the zombie kid story. Um, one of the first stories that we're introduced to is this couple who is walking home from a costume party. He is dressed as something. Um, I forget and she's dressed as a robot, and he was like a uh, like an executor, like kind of an ex- executioner, yeah. yeah. Um, and she their their house is decorated to the nines with you know hanging body parts and ghosts in the yard, and she is just so over Halloween right now, and he pleads with her just leave the decorations up. They can come down tomorrow, and she's like, "Well, my mother is visiting, and it'll give her um, a heart attack." And yeah, he's like, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so she insists that she takes the de- uh, she take the decorations down that evening, and Sam sees this, and Sam is not having it, and Sam decides to weaponize a lollipop, which is what he's pretty famous for at this point. Um, and he kills her. He cuts her head off with a lollipop and then sticks a lollipop in her mouth. And that's how her boyfriend finds her. I think that's her husband. Husband, boyfriend, whatever. Her significant other finds her Her headless. Yeah. Like, so she is. And dismembered because like her head was on one thing and her body was somewhere else on the other. uh, Right. Her head, like she was dismembered and a sheet was pulled over her head, like to mimic the ghosts on their lawn. Mm -hmm. And he pulled off the sheet to reveal the severed head with the lollipop and that's actually our first like real look at what sam can do and who who he is um i mean most of this takes place underneath of a sheet so like you just see like there's because there's a couple kids like walking around 
and like there's a struggle under the sheet. They're trying to figure out what's going on, and all of a sudden you just see the the broken lollipop shatter. I mean, slice across her her throat, and then you see the blood splatter on the, you know from the outside, and the kids just turn around and run. But yeah, that's uh, you know, um, the thing I like is, you know, Sam seems to. You know, I don't think it's like he's visiting town to town. I think he's drawn by the amount of Halloween spirit. Like, you know, we were mentioning earlier, there's like a big, uh, like huge, like Halloween festival going on in the town. It's around eight o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's like, you know, a parade and there's all these people, different people dressed up and like there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And, you know, I think that's what drew him there. And then, you know, it's almost uh it's almost like a Halloween version of a Christmas carol because, you know, he goes from place to place almost like instead of being three different ghosts visiting him, visiting the, you know, Scrooge, he's visiting various people, you know, and making judgments on them based on how they're living their Halloween lives. Um, although I have to say, Brian Cox's character is uh, is pretty good. He, like he does scare some people, and that's how he ends up with a shit ton of candy. Like he frightens the shit out of some kids, and they drop all their candy, so he ends up with a bunch of it. Uh, this does perpetuate one of the uh, urban urban legends of uh, poison candy and and razor blades and chocolate and the like. Um, you know that's not a, a real thing that happened i mean it was like one guy in houston poisoned his kids pixie sticks because he didn't like his kids but it wasn't like he was giving out poison treats or apples you know filled with razor blades that's just an urban legend like there's really never actually been something like that but you do see this a couple of times uh in the film um i do like the uh the interaction that Sam has with uh, with um, Brian Cox like at the very beginning of their their because that's like the the last section of the film, mm-hmm. but he has like this great interaction with him, and it's very shining reminiscent, but not like not exactly the Shining, but like the Simpsons ripoff of the Shining where. You know, Marge is like, oh, you know, what he's written will be a window into his madness. And she looks at the t- typewriter and it just says, feeling fine. She goes, oh, that's not bad. And then, like, lightning flashes outside and you see all over the walls, everything says, uh, no beer and no TV make Homer go crazy. I just thought of something. I I feel like Sam comes to this town probably more than just once because there's a scene in where it's the school bus and Sam is like the school bus drives away with the kids still alive and he's playing with the dead crow and then he's back in the town how many years later you know like how it's not a flashback so he must he must be there a lot well yeah I think maybe he gets drawn maybe he doesn't haunt other towns maybe it's just this town you know because he's drawn by the you know, yeah, the festivities, and you know, maybe that's where the uh, maybe we're just talking too deep. The into werewolf, it. <laughs> the werewolf came in. I'm, no, I mean, this is like, if it's not explained I- explicitly, 
you are allowed to make any no, any. No, I understand uh, that. It's just because I was we're talking about this, and I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, yeah, he comes out once a year, but is he really going to different towns, or is he not because of that? Just that well, maybe flashback. it's it's like a, a an it thing. Like you know, he shows up once every twenty five years mm-hmm. or something, or maybe you know he travels from town to town. Maybe yeah, he travels around with the werewolf girls. That's true. I mean, it is a real good... I mean, it's a it's a huge coincidence. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I really enjoy this film, and it's... I'm like, I kick myself for not getting into it sooner than I should have. I really enjoy Sam and how he's connected in through throughout the film. And I think one of my favorite moments of the film is his... I think his whole segment with uh brian cox's character the bus driver um i just love it where he you know brian cox has like the upper hand and then you know sam comes back and he has he puts his mask back on and he's he's ready to give him like his final jab and he goes in and he stabs the candy bar and then he just takes the candy bar and just walks away i was like that's just funny i think you know Thinking about this and thinking about how Sam regenerates, his costume is a part of who he is. Yeah. Because, you know, not only does his hand get, you know, removed, you know, at the sleeve and the sleeve's all ripped, but his mask gets ripped. But in the next, right after that, we see him and he's completely regenerated. So it's not just his body that regenerates, it's his and fun fact about that scene. So no pumpkins were actually harmed. Oh, my God. In the making God. of that scene. Yes, I know. I know. You guys are probably like, oh, but what about they the actually inst- inst- instead of k- using the, the pumpkins, they just killed the little kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, they use no. the pumpkin that they at the uh, Robert or Williams and make it. Uh, what do you call it? The. The Heisenberg, whatever it was. Making the Hindenburg? <laughs> the Hindenburg. The Heisenberg. The Heisenberg. Is it breaking bad? <laughs> hey, it's breaking. It's the uncertainty principle. Um, Sorry. But no, they actually uh, use, in order to, to be able to control it better, because, I mean, when you take the guts out of a pumpkin, it, it is what it is, you know, and it's messy, and it's very difficult to, to really manipulate, and it would just be, ultimately, it would have just been a huge mess for them to have to clean up. They used uh, string, colored, like like paint and stuff, and KY jelly. <laughs> to kind of give it Sexy. that that you know that that texture, yeah, so okay, it was something jelly. that they could easily like um, manipulate better and stuff. So so yeah, so no pumpkins were harmed in the making of that scene, ladies and gentlemen. KY you can all sleep sleep better at night knowing that. Um, but I mean, what about you, Patsy? Do you have like a favorite scene involving Sam? Um. I think just like any of his like background interactions when he's not really doing anything uh, overt, like you know, just happen to be like sitting around when uh, Rhonda comes up from the thing and she's got her wagon with her, her jack o' lantern in it and she's walking away. Um, I will say I think that one of the things I'm surprised at. Because I think Sam also works through some of the people in the town with it when, because you would think that the 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 fat kid from the beginning who was in Bad Santa, 
you would have thought that Sam would get, would have gotten him because like he's just walking up and down the street, just smashing pumpkins over and over and over again, like he's Billy Corgan or something. And he just Sam doesn't get to him, but he does get godded good. Well, yeah, because he doesn't check his candy. Right, but it's not Sam that does it. Like everybody else who violated the Halloween rules, Sam is directly responsible for them. Right. Yeah. Except for this kid. Except for the um, kid. It's, and oh my god! What's it? Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker. Dylan yeah. Baker plays the principal who also gets his yes comeuppance. Oh, he gets did. I his, use it right. He gets his comeuppance. Yeah, comeuppance. <laughs> um. Yeah, he totally gets his comeuppance. Um. But yeah, I that's actually a really interesting um observation. Like maybe he. Do you think that he like? Maybe while he's incubating people. Well, because he mentions uh, uh, Dylan Baker's character mentions to his son that, you know, this is something, you know, what he does is something that his father taught him. And now he's passing it on to his kid. Um, Almost like this is kind of like a religion type thing for him. Not so much religion, but like, you know, if my my potential theory of Sam hibernating i have said incubating but i knew that was wrong hibernating for 20 or so years at a time Mm -hmm. you know if that's a a valid theory then you know perhaps while he's there his essence kind of soaks into the town again kind of like it where you know things happen but nobody really does anything about it even when the the pennywise isn't uh overly active like if you've read the book it's there's more to it than that but you know that's like the 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 spark notes version because somebody told me that I I go on and on too long and <laughs> do too much so I'm trying to who? trying to do the spark notes. <laughs> it rhymes with smashes von Eitmer and <laughs> Majent McCole. Majent McCole. So that's what it rhymes with. Um, but yeah, like I think that might be part of it. Like he's so ingrained in this area. Like it may not be this pr- particular city, but like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know the sequel ever comes out. We find out that you know, you know, you pull back a little bit and you kind of like see the town as a whole, and it's like this incorporated town. You know, uh, like a couple of incorporated like cities and towns and like area. Like it's a it's a larger territory than just. Mm-hmm. You know the small downtown area. I mean, think about the woods where they where he was. You know, towards the end. I mean, what if there's like a Ooh. like an underground cult of people who Maybe. worship him? Because we see him at the very end. Yes. Maybe he got. Maybe that's why Dylan Baker got his because he took one of Sam's victims away. Maybe because Sam was like, "Oh, this guy is not viol- You know, this guy is violating the rules." You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, if he has some sort of supernatural power, I'm sure that, the, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't usually write notes down because I like to kind of free flow off the top of my head and like not have anything structured. And like, this is where I keep like I keep going to. So I think that might that might be why. I don't know. I'm just like spitballing here. I got no clue. So I think my favorite part uh, involving Sam is whenever he takes his pumpkin jack-o'-lantern lollipops 
and bites into it to turn it into a weapon. Like, guys, he weaponizes candy. Like, that's so cool. Come on now. Like, that is so freaking cool. Like, I was super bummed because when we were at Rock and Shock, uh, one of the vendors actually had, jo- like, uh, pretty decent-sized uh, props of Sam's lollipops. And by the time I was ready to purchase one, they had unfortunately sold out and I was totally prepared. I was going to actually do like a trick or treat, like um, flower, like floral bouquet type arrangement thing using that. Um, So I'm on the lookout. So if anybody out there knows where I can get a like, and I'm talking like this, this was pretty big. It was probably Um, about uh, four or five inches, you know, you know, from any well, from any from top to bottom, left to right, any angle, because it's a circle. Yeah, um, no, but it was it was pretty large. But anyways, um, yeah. Anytime he just he just like takes that because it's he's so cute when he does it too. Like that's the thing. Like there's something so endearing about this character, but at the same time, like dude, he's evil. Well, because like, at the time, I feel like totally been Sam as a kid. At the time, you don't know what he's doing. Like you know, he's just sitting there. You like, you have no idea what he is or who he is, and he's just sitting there, and he just eats this. You know, he's he's watching Leslie Bibb take down all the all the decorations, and he just kind of like you know, he's thoughtfully like sitting there. He just kind of puts it in his mouth, takes a bite, and then he holds it up, and it's just like all these sharp edges, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she did. And it's just such a brilliant idea. Like, I don't know if it's been done before. It's probably by somebody who, like, took a bite out of, like, a candy and then, like, it cut their cheek or something. And, like, that's how we got the idea. But it's just so, it's unique. And I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Again, uh, this movie is just great. This character is great. I'm so excited for the sequel. I haven't heard much news about it. I don't know exactly when we can um, anticipate getting the sequel. But I do know that there's something in the works. So... Fingers crossed it is sooner rather than later. I know it's something that has been talked about for a while. Um, And I am eagerly, eagerly anticipating the return of Sam. Thank you for making me watch this. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Maybe now that you've watched that and it's been three and a half years, you can maybe watch Pacific Rim. Maybe. So, Agent Nicole, like three years ago, I let her borrow I think Pacific it's time to Rim. to go to a break. And she still <laughs> has. This is what we it. talked about, about going off tangent. We have. Oh, she has Blu ray, DVD, and digital options, and still waiting. Still waiting. So, on that note, kids, we're going to get ready to take a short break. So, why don't you uh, dig into your keg? Your, 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 your keg? keg? <laughs> No, I'm do a candy stand. I I went to say kids and child at the same time. Dig into your kids. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Dig into them with a lollipop. Dig into your child's candy. (laughs) Don't just dig into your child. And uh, go steal your kids' candy. There you go. All right, we'll be right. And we'll be back.
Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Illusion. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> So, fun story, I bought a little uh, mouse costume to wear, Uh, it was like a $5 like little kid's mouse costume, came with a bow tie and a tail and like little ears. It was five bucks at Walmart, and I bought it to wear at the. How much uh, was it? Five bucks. Okay. Five dollar foot long. And I. Uh, hey, no. Meant to meant. I, I bought it specifically to wear at. Uh, a really good writer with a wicked hot wife. Yep. Just went to. Uh, I had to stop right there. Yep. I uh, wanted to wear it to the Deadite show, but uh, a certain someone took it and wore it and then brought it home to Ohio. Yeah, I so. remember because the first thing I did when I saw you at the Rock and Shock, I mean the Rock and Shock, the Deadite show, I was like, where the fuck is your costume? And then I pointed over at Stephanie Wiley, who was wearing the entire thing. <laughs> uh, no offense, Patrick, but Stephanie was a cuter mouse than you. Yeah, but I didn't even get a chance to wear it, so we we have no way of of so next you two can be that. twins and we become mice. Yeah, to, you gotta listen after the credits for that one. Yeah. Marvel will be jealous. <laughs> Marvel will be jealous. Egg like a motherfucker. Yeah, egg like a So, what the hell are we even doing now? We talked about we Sam. The, what we are we get doing? The battle. We get the battle. It's a battle time. And we will see you. Ne- no, wait. No, that's too early. No, no, <laughs> Who gets to do it? Okay, ready? All right, I'll do the countdown because okay. you guys always screw it up. Ready? Fuck you. No, we don't. Five, four, three, four, five, six. Oh, wait. So, three, two. Oh, I was waiting. I was seeing if I could get you. All right. Three, two, one, go. It's a motherfucking throwdown. So, uh, Ashes, uh, we talked about a battle uh, earlier today. We did what, talk about a battle. What's, what's the battle? Because I don't know. Did that child just say, what's that? What's a battle? No, he said, what's that rattle? I've had a cold. You hear ours is bees? Yes, all right. So, uh, what's that rattle? So, our battle for today is, you're going to have to say, say, say the thingies. The triumvirate of terrifying trick-or-treaters. So it is lock, shock, and barrel of Nightmare Before Christmas fame versus Sam from Trick or Treat in a Halloween hullabaloo. To the death. 
Oh, that one's easy. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta think about it. I mean, it's it. three against one. Um, the lock, shock, and barrel—they did kidnap the Sandy Claws. They are undead. Yeah. So, I mean, I tried to come up Minions with something that would of be oogie boogie. Yes. And I mean, they have done some terrible things. Like, you know, what do they want to do to Sandy Claws? Lock him in a box. Yeah, bury him for 90 years and then see if he talks. Like, yeah, I do like the corn version of that song. There's a corn version of that. Not to be confused with evil corny. There's a different guy who also should not be confused with evil horny. Again, kids, do not podcast sober. You're blind, stinking, sober. Wait, no, you were like, wait, you were were not. I've been, I have actually been sober. Now, when you the, were talking about evil horny, no, you were sleepy and drinky. <laughs> yeah. Sleepy and drinky. Um. So yeah, that's our that's our battle, the Halloween hullabaloo. It's the triumvirate of trick or treating terror of uh, lock, shock, and barrel versus the uh, stabbiest Sam Hain that ever stabbed. Um. So cast your votes this week, and we will reveal the winner uh, with the best darn diddly guys next week. So uh, do we have other things that we're doing today? I don't know. You got some science to throw out our way? I do have some science to throw in your faces. So uh, let's get the science theme, Wolfie. From the blackness of space, timeless from the void, you terrified to learn of Patsy's science facts. <laughs> this one today might be a little more terrifying than I uh, than I would normally like to uh, to throw out there. But this is uh, this is something that um, everyone has to deal with. So a uh, little story leading up to it. We had an issue with our uh, our bathroom over the weekend. There was no uh, no drainage in our our bathtub for some reason. I was concerned that possibly a chipmunk had died and got caught in the the drain, and that's why it wasn't draining. I don't think that was the issue, but um, you know, maintenance came and uh, they left us some stuff also to to clean up the uh the Yo, Pat, tile. patsy hasn't showered in like a week i had so. to shower at work um which he's so stinky it was not fun like i don't like showering at work but um one of the things they fixed was the fan in the in the um in the bathroom because it hadn't been running right and so they were like all right well we fixed the fan and we left you like some you know, like tile cleaner to help you know clean some of the tile because there's a lot of moisture in the bathroom um, so I sprayed the tile cleaner, you know, before we came down here to record, but this stuff needs to be sprayed in a well-ventilated area. Cause for the longest time, all I could smell was this Cloroxy bleachy, like chlorine smell in my nose. And it made me think of the science fact that I learned a while ago. When you smell something, by the time you smell it, it is already in your nose. There are particles in your nose. So if you smell like somebody farts next to you, and so like Wolfie, this is pertinent to you because you have like 
you know, the, the, the flatulent throwdown crew. Why, why do you have to do this right now? <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, it's still... It's, I, know, I know this information. Halloween and scary. <laughs> oh, it's going to make me cry. When you smell something, it is already in your nose. So when someone farts and you smell it, that gas and little flecks of fecal matter are already inside your nose. That's, you know, that's what you're smelling. You can't smell it until it's in your nose. When you smell a nice flower, there's already, you know pollen and little flower particles uh up your face so you got that so is that is that the scientific term yeah. for that up, up your face upside your head <laughs> so you get science up the in particles your are already up your face <laughs> so remember the next time you're on you're on like a, a crowded train or something and like you just smell someone's like like overwhelming body odor their scent is already within you. It's already up, up your face. face. Up your face. Hashtag, Hashtag up, up your face. face. So that's my uh, that's my science fact. When you smell something, it's already up your face. So uh, can that be the title of our science up your face? No, title of the st- episode. Title of the story. trick or treat up your face. face. <laughs> trick or treat. Okay, there you go. Trick or treat up your face. So, uh, who wants to do? You, do you have some files this week for once? Well, let's do wine. And then oh my god, you haven't done it in like two years. Fuck off! You fuck off! You can both fuck off. What are you rushing? So, one of my favorite things to do is drink wine. Uh, Another one of my favorite things to do is drink wine that I have not tried before. Now, that can be a little tricky because, you know, if, if there's something that you want to try, it's like, do I commit to buying a whole bottle um or do i find some way to taste it at maybe like a tasting or you know someplace else so something kind of worked out in my favor there's been this wine that i've been eyeing for a while um it is called the velvet devil merlot very halloweeny um, and I just happened to have been at a hollow wedding over Halloween weekend where the Velvet Devil Merlot was actually a, a red that was being um, offered. And so, of course, uh, and it was open bar. So, hello. Um, oh, we, we tipped really well. Um, but anyways, it gave me the opportunity to try this wine risk-free and boy was the risk worth it because it was so delicious like first of all patsy didn't like it which made me like it even more (laughs) because if i bought a bottle of it he wouldn't want to drink it so it's oh man um but this merlot it is a full and dense and bursting with flavor it has um 
hints of dark fruit and cherry and blackberry and it's brimming with cedar pipe tobacco and has kind of like an earthy quality to it um i thought it was delicious it was definitely dry um definitely a drier merlot uh not very sweet but you can definitely tell like i the cherry and the blackberry was very prominent on the palate but then you got like that um smokiness um that's from the pipe tobacco well, yeah, well, no, no, exactly. Like they had, they had a smoky like after flavor, and that's exactly what it's from. Um, it paired really well with what we were eating for dinner. Um, it paired really well with the cake I was eating. It paired really well with the cookies that I ate. It paired really well with the candy from the trick or treat bags that they had laid out. I ate a lot at this wedding. It was really good. Um, and I drank a lot too, but it's so good. So the Velvet Devil Merlot, it is, um, a, wine from the Charles uh, Smith wine collection out of Washington state. So uh, I believe you can find it at your local liquor store. Definitely check it out. I'm totally planning on picking up another bottle of this and it's going to be mine. Oh, mine. Ah, 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 ah. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but hey, Agent Nicole, you got some files? I do. (laughs) It is the return. I forgot about the music. Nicole. Agent Nicole. (laughs) Now we do the dance. Yes, I am back with my files. I know. I actually did shit while I was trying to figure out what to do. So everyone's been binge watching Stranger Things. And oh my God, you don't have any more Stranger Things episodes. What are you going to do next? Cry. Well, well, no, not cry. Watch the prequel, Normal Things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Normal Things. No, there's another Netflix series that you guys should all take a chance on. It is called Mindhunter. It came out on um, Friday the 13th of this year. Um, created by Joe Penhall. Produced by David Fincher and Charlize Theron. Uh, David Fincher uh, directed four of the episodes on this series. I think there are ten episodes. Um, starring Jonathan Groff, Holt McCanny, and... Uh, Anna Tove, who was on Fringe, if you, uh, I know there's some people who will like the sci fi kind of stuff. Um, set in 1977, early days of criminal psychology and criminal profiling of the FBI. It revolves around Holden Ford and Bill Trench, who interview imprisoned serial killers in order to understand how such criminal thinking and apply this knowledge to solving ongoing crimes. So it is based on the real lives of John E. Douglas, Robert Ressler, and Dr. Ann Wilbert um, Bringeis, people who created the term serial killer before they used to call it sequence killer. So in this series, you get to learn how the Behavioral Science Unit of the FBI kind of come into play and have created this understanding of 
psychology, uh, uh, criminal psychology and criminology and understanding um, the minds of killers. And this is something that got me fascinated into psychology and into the world of murders and crimes and me going down the black hole of Pinterest learning about all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> That's why she's in jail all the time. I know, because I just I can't help myself. For me... This is something that's been up my alley for a long time. I love understanding or trying to understand the minds of serial killers or criminals. Why do you do the things they do? What what are their triggers? What are their um, just their lives? And in this show, the show does such a wonderful job. The cat the cast is impeccable, and the the casting of some of the killers that they um, quote-unquote interview, like Ed Kemper was one of the perfect casting, and um, Richard Speck, who is a... I couldn't believe. I've heard about his killings, but to just see it being act out was just horrendous and just scary, and just I felt so dirty that I needed to take a shower. And this is such a good show and it actually got renewed before the show even premiered wow which is that says a lot it says a lot of what um what the show can do i did have like the first episode you know a lot of first episodes of shows kind of you know kind of boring but it picks up right after and it's if you you've got time to binge or if you just need something to watch for a while or just you're into all the criminal psychology criminology or just want to understand how things started for those who are into this kind of stuff this is a perfect show mindhunter on netflix and that is it that sounds exciting and fun and Fantastic! It's really good. I think if you're into that kind of stuff, like the oh, I'm not into any of that stuff. I just like to sit and I drink a warm glass of water and read my Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's really good. And for me, I like I've read a few of John um, John E. Douglas, one of the um, people who kind of started the behavioral science unit stuff, and it's just. I'm a I, I'm a nerd for this shit. Like this is this is my jam. Yeah, this is why I get go to jail a lot because I'm just a psycho. Yeah, there you're constantly a uh, suspect. <laughs> you like, oh, okay. <laughs> it might help if I turn my own mic on. You like to get into the mind of a killer. Yeah, I really do. You live the life of a killer. I think like except I, for the killing part. Yeah, I don't like the killing part. Allegedly. Yeah, I have other people to do it. Allegedly. <laughs> but like I have I feel like I have more books about serial killers and the psychology of it and criminology than anything else in my like my DVD collection doesn't superior with my um book collection. Allegedly. Allegedly. So I'm a good girl. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm a good kid, okay? All right. All right, so what do we what do we got coming up? So we got our files. We did our battle. We did one. We did science. I'm not here for the next two weeks. I got to go to court. Space jail. Space jail. No, I'm going to the um, upside down world for a little bit. 
Space Are you going to go find Barb? <laughs> yes, I'm going to go find Barb. She's barbage. And then I'm going to go call, go back to Hawkins, Indiana for a little bit, and then I'll be back. So you're going to go there f- like six years before you were born? Yes. Um, time travel that shit. I get my TARDIS. She's going to do the time warp. <laughs> Again? Yep. Yeah. Oh. So what, what, we do have something coming up next week. Next week, we're going to be discussing... One of Asher's favorite characters, uh, Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. I love Ralph. That she was gonna, I thought you were going to say you. And um, I bet my Wookiee. Um, we are going to be joined by uh, Miles and Richie. Uh, you Richie the Whiz Kid and choose me? Miles, uh, and Mr. Most Days Off. There's a picture of a train on it. And uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Ralph Wiggum with those guys. They are from the Best Darn Diddly Podcast, which if you haven't listened to them and you are a Simpsons fan, uh, you owe it to yourself. They actually have an episode where they cover uh, Marge versus the monorail, and they have... Uh, you touched a, my special area. And they have a guest, uh, guest stars on, and they are... From the Derailers podcast, and all of them sing the monorail song, and it's fucking amazing. I have a question. I heard rumors that there might be a theory talk. Is that true? Not in that episode, but that's the episode after. We're going to discuss oh. the theory of Doing how a all tease. the Simpsons are uh, not so much super powered, although Richie does have a theory that Mag- Maggie is magical. His magical Maggie and his uh, unbreakable Homer theories. We're going to discuss that, but we're also going to discuss the fact that all of the Simpsons are super intelligent. So that's a little tease for you. So if you're into any of that stuff, you like the Simpsons, you like to uh, to hear about that, definitely check out uh, Miles and Richie on uh, the Best Darn Diddly podcast. They are available same same place as we are. They're also bestdarndiddly.com. They're very responsive on Twitter as well at Best Darn Diddly. So, you know, shoot them some messages. They're really cool guys, and uh, we look forward to having them on the show. And uh, actually, I'd also like to get the derailers on at some point because those guys sound like they're a whole lot of fun, and they're a, uh, a wrestling podcast. So I don't know, I don't know if Wolfie would even like that at all. Cause I know Wolfie's not a big fan of wrestling. But, uh, you know, check out the, the Marge versus the Monorail episode. Um, I will say, though, Miles reminds me a lot of uh, Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein when he's on, um, when he's on his uh, trick-or-treat radio show because Miles is very good at, no matter how far the show gets off track, kind of wrangling everything and bringing it back to where it needs to be. Um, it's almost like, uh, you know... I'm trying to think like when you when you uh you show like an ant like you know you're uh, like a lion tamer or something and you like you know use the whips to get them all back in 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 line you you herd them you wrangle them yeah like a wrangler he these they're they're what I call podcast wranglers they can't be tamed okay well no you can never take the the jungle out of the lion but you know these guys, you know, Wolfie, Wolfie and Miles do a very, very good job of uh, keeping the show on subject for the most point, most part. So, so we look forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I love talking Simpsons, as you've known. If you've listened to any of the shows we've ever listened to, there's usually a Simpsons reference in there. So, I bet you guys will have a wonderful show. I good think luck so, too. With it. Go Thank banana. you. Good luck with, with jail. <laughs> 
Yeah, with John Mulaney. Yep. Jail Mulaney. So I think with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and bring this episode to a close, and we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.